Uh, hey, excuse me? Is this because of that thing? Uh, should I go somewhere? should go home. Oh, hello, Popheads. What a greeting from our good friend Rob Halford. All right, welcome, Popheads. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Welcome to issue 196 of the TomCast Popcast. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on social media at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can, of course, email the show as well, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon, and so many, many more. Just pick your favorite platform. Make sure you, you, you subscribe and like and do all that good stuff. We truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, in the season of giving, if you can give us a sweet, sweet, sweet five-star review, always, always appreciate it. Thank you so kindly in advance. Uh, we are here. We have a bit of a, um, uh, this is a unique episode today it's probably gonna be on the show on the shorter side uh, i don't have any more uh, wonderful tales to regale you with of, of my father and his efforts to to procure me yet another uh, fishing rod <laughs> for, the, for the holiday season <laughs> but i'm sure we'll get to that maybe in the new year or something along those lines we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out but yeah this is gonna be a little bit of a different show because we're, we're gonna talk about something um i sort of did a patreon episode about about this particular topic uh, and, and again, you're, you're probably seeing it in your in your Patreon feed, so you know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, so it's not going to come as a surprise that we're going to talk about uh, Station Eleven, the the novel by Emily St. John Mandel, uh, and the upcoming, uh, as you listen to this, debuting later tonight, Thursday night, uh, the 16th, I believe, or possibly Friday the 17th. I, I'll, I'll confirm that date. I thought it was Thursday, but maybe it's a Friday. Friday seems to make more sense. Uh, the HBO Max series. Of adaptation of it, which I think is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm very uh, intrigued and excited to see w- how they adapt this, how good it is, and and, and these these various things. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about why I think it's totally worth your time to a read this book. But if 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 that's not up your up your uh, in in your wheelhouse, if you will. Uh, up your, <laughs> if that's not in your wheelhouse, but check out the HBO Max series. I'm very, uh, like I said, intrigued and encouraged by what I've seen thus far from the trailers that are out. Uh, so we're we're gonna go ahead and get into that. But I, I do want to thank the official members of Pophead Nation first before we get the show started proper. Uh, so so shout out to them. If you want to join a, join up, uh, head over to patreoncom forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, gain access to sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, Jeff co-hosting The Ringing Ear, a great music podcast. Check them out. 
Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemar, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, and the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Last but not least, the Silent Assassin, he who shall not be named. Thank you all so much for your support, and uh, just just a heads up, a, a very big Patreon episode will be coming your way uh, probably right before Christmas. That That's the plan right now. Right before Christmas, fingers crossed. <laughs> so, but it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one and uh, uh, big announcements and things like that. So, so stay tuned for that. All right. So, again, I, I don't. I'm not going to play any more clips from the trailer. Uh, so, we're just going to dive into it. So, you know what that means. It's time to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again because we're going to talk about a book. <laughs> Here we go. So. Uh, again, if you're a patron, you may have heard this because I know I've talked about it in the past. Uh, but Station Eleven is is a book that came on my radar at the beginning of 2020, just before the world went crazy, just before the pandemic uh, reached fever pitch, if you will. Before you know, before lockdown, before quarantine, uh, before masks. Um, back back when the when the world was still sane. Uh, I, I had read or I had listened to some podcasts that talked about this book, uh, kind of like some book clubby podcasts, and they had been talking about this book, and they're like, "Oh, this book's kind of looking like it might be kind of prescient. Wouldn't that be funny? Ha 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 ha!" Because, like many of us, this podcast, you know, they, we never thought it. No, no, nobody thought it was going to get as bad as it did. Nobody thought the lockdown and the the unrelenting variants of COVID nineteen would would, uh, would would change our lives so dramatically in twenty twenty. Um, so the book came under my radar and I was definitely intrigued by it. Uh, and I ended, I ended up, I think I ordered it off Amazon and uh, I was like, Oh, I'll get to that soon. I'll, I'll, you know, set that off to the side here. Cause I was still finishing up my, my final semester at San Diego state. And as, as I've mentioned before in the past, uh, my time at, at San Diego state, uh, at the community colleges before that, they took up a lot of my reading time because being an English major, you're reading, you know, four or five books a week. And, and, uh, that's, it's pretty intensive reading. So my fun reading uh, had been pushed to the wayside, but I was like, "Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to get to that as soon as school is out," and and I was really excited about it. And uh, it's a book that came out in 2014, so keep that in mind. It's, it wasn't like that, you know, on the edge of what was about to happen. Uh, but th- again, there's sort of a, a sense of clairvoyance. A book that was uh, maybe maybe six years ahead of its time in, in in a sense, and that's what Station Eleven is. Station Eleven is a post-apocalyptic world. Um, it's set in multiple timelines in just the day, the hours prior to a global pandemic sweeping around the, the world, around the globe, global pandemic, hence. And then the aftermath, the years later, uh, as, as humanity sort of struggles to, to, to uh, make its way in this new world. And in this post again post apocalyptic sort of landscape, but not like the post apocalyptic like Mad Max sort of landscape. I mean, this is a much more reality based sort of apocalypse. Um, and so when I finished my time at San Diego State, again I was very intrigued. But we were in the beginning phases of lockdown, quarantine. I finished my final semester uh, from home via a computer. I, I think I've told the story that that when I took my last exam, uh, I was in, in at at home, in my bedroom, sitting on my bed with my laptop, I finished the test, and then I guess I, I just closed the laptop, and I said, I guess I'm graduating now, question mark? And, and, and 
went out into the the living room and, and sort of tried to uh, uh, wrestle with with the the enormity of that and 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 the world we were living in at the time because again that was that was lockdown period nobody was going to work everyone was at home and and it was a, it was a very different world and and so I wasn't yet ready to read Station Eleven I wasn't I wasn't there yet because I was I was living in it. Uh, but the, the the book was always on my mind, and I was always very intrigued by it because I remember, again, you know, several podcasts, several interviews I had read with the author. I, it, was, it was a book that was kind of on my mind, and I, I did want to get to it, but after finishing school, I really just wanted to get away from reality. So I spent a lot of time in in, uh, in books that were very non – very very fiction, high, hardcore fiction that is not real at all, and I was not prepared. Uh Turning into 2021, beginning of 2021, things did change a little bit um, because I think I had, like, like many other people, there was a sort of a sense of normalcy that kind of came with, with having done the same thing day after day. Now, now remember, a lot of you know me in my, in my real world job, in my real world life. Uh, I, I wasn't one of the people who was, uh, you know, 100% locked down. I wasn't 100% quarantined. I wasn't working from home. Uh, I was still going into work. I worked in, in a, uh, a sort of frontline, uh, essential worker sort of role. And, and uh, if you know me, you know what that job is. And again, it's, I'm not a, a, a medical person. I'm not saving anybody's life, but it, it was deemed essential. We all went, so me and my fellow coworkers, we all went to work. We did our jobs diligently. We did them well and, and uh, hopefully helped everyone's families in what little way that we were able to. Um, so my life really wasn't all that different other than the fact that I wasn't going to like a grown-up's, you know, 43rd birthday party or whatever, some random shit like that. And I didn't I didn't really miss that very much, honestly. I've kind of grown accustomed to being at home. I like being at home. That's where all my shit's at. All my movies are here, all my books are here, all my comics. So so staying home and playing video games and 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 doing all that stuff, hanging out with my dogs and my wife, uh, I was having a blast. I <laughs> I didn't really have a problem staying at home for the quarantine and for the lockdown portion of, 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 the, of the pandemic. But again, I know that I am uh, something of the minority on, on that regard. Uh, so early in 2020, again, as, as all this had sort of become, I, I guess, rote, for, for, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, you know, it, it was just kind of old hat at this point. And I was like, I, you know what? I think I'm ready. I'm ready to read like a grown-up book. I want to go back to reading a grown-up book. And I think it's going to be Station Eleven. Now, granted, I read one other grown-up book first, but, but the, and that it was awesome. So it, it kind of got me in that mindset. It's like, ooh, I want to kind of keep reading like a like a grown-up book, you know? Let's let's read something that grown-ups would read. That uh, you know, people would sit around in a coffee house and discuss like like civilized people, uh, because uh, civilized people is sort of like this aspirational goal that I had, <laughs> because people were still crazy, people were still. Uh, you know, the mask regulations were not lifted, even though they were just put back in place today in California. But at this time, everyone was still wearing their masks and they were sick of it. And we were getting pushed back on it from work, from, 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 the, from the, the general public. It was, a, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But, but mentally, I thought I was ready to read this book, to read Station Eleven. Uh, not because I was looking forward to reading about a pandemic necessarily, but because a lot of the underlying themes in the, in the book are, it's, it's not necessarily centered around a global pandemic. That's not the main topic. That is not the main theme of the novel. The The book is about humanity. It is about people. It is about the connections that, that, that tie us and bind us all together. And it's that sort of hopefulness 
that I wanted to uh, explore, that I wanted to read. I wanted to see what Emily St. John Mandel had to say about that. And, and if, if she would kind of, if, if this book would sort of play into uh, my rapidly growing cynicism for the fate of humanity and the world, or if it would be one of these, these books that it, like sort of would, would buoy my emotions and, and, and sort of like maybe not restore, but they give me some glimmer of hope in, in the, the potential of humanity to sort of overcome these dire uh, circumstances that the characters in this book would find themselves in. And the book uh, is so wonderfully well-written. It is so beautifully written. The characters are so real and relatable and understandable. If you don't relate to them in one way, you can uh, you see a friend of yours in one of these characters. You see so much in the people in this book. They are so well-conceived and developed and fleshed out. You understand them. You understand where they're coming from. You understand their fears and their, their hopes and their wishes and their uh, wanting to survive, particularly in, in the early parts of the pandemic that are in the book. You, you get a real sense of understanding from these characters. And, and I'm, I'm not going to lie, the first 70-ish pages um, hit extremely, extremely close to home. There was a lot of stuff in, in those early pages uh, when, they, when they're in the, in, in the sort of present uh, as as the p- pandemic is beginning to unfold and is beginning to envelop the world, uh, that are that were shockingly close to to things I had experienced uh, in in our pandemic. Now, granted, the pandemic in this book is far more lethal, far more serious. Uh, it, uh, you know, just it's dead bodies everywhere kind of kind of scenario. Not like in a Stephen King, you know, turn into a bloody mass of goo. And, and and just you know your your insides liquefy and leak out every orifice in your body. No no no. It, it's it's um, just it's it's not it's not done for shock value. It's not there for shock value. But there there is a section in the in the in the early parts of the book that I, I lived. And uh, when I when I shared this book with with a friend of mine uh, who also works the same job that I work, uh, she had a very similar reaction and said she had actually put the book down for, for several days before she could go back to it because she had to process sort of like some feelings that she had squashed down from that, that period uh, during, during our real-life pandemic. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a book that, that I think you'll obviously be able to connect to. And I don't think that should be discouraging. I think that should be... It's sort of something to latch onto as a reader uh, because you're going to be able to, to understand this world in a way you never thought possible, in a way that I'm sure Emily St. John Mandel never thought possible when, when, when this was published in 2014. Um, now so many of us have a, a, just a deep, deeper understanding of, of a pandemic and what goes into one, right? Like we, our, our sense of understanding for it will be so much more. But as the story plays out, and I, I don't want to say too much about the the characters. I don't want to say too much about the plot, um, or or even what Station Eleven means in the book. Um, I, but I just want to say that again, it's this wonderful story about the simplest things that tie so many people together, so many people on different sides of the world who may never even meet each other, but are 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 sort of linked by something just completely tangential. And how that affects their lives, and how it changes their lives, and and how they sort of their hopes and dreams can be pinned on it. Their 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 
belief in humanity is pinned on this thing or can be grow attached to this thing that, that keeps them sane through these dark times. Um, and it, it's, like I said, it's extremely powerful. I, I was really uh, blown away with, with what I was reading. And I, I think it's an experience that everyone should have when they read it, when they get to read a book. When you, when you read a book, if you don't have an emotional reaction, then it's probably not that good of a book, to be perfectly honest. Even if it's just like a, a surface reaction, where you're like, yay, the good guys won and they defeated evil. Like, that's a reaction at least, and you're excited about that. It's everything else that's the problem. And the other thing I want to stress about the book in particular is that it's not, ex- it's, it's not like highbrow literature in the, in the sense that, like, it's going to be over anybody's head. No, 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 no. Like, it, you're, you're, it's, it's wonderful. I, it, it, that's all I can say about it. it it's, it's just wonderfully beautiful. It's haunting. It's dark. It's mesmerizing. Uh, and it's an, it's, it's an insanely hard book to put down. I, I devoured it in, in, in a matter of, of days, uh, and I would have, would have read it faster if it, was, it wasn't for work. <laughs> so, I, so I really, really recommend the novel to, to as many people as possible. You, know, you may have heard about this as well. Like I said, um, this book got a lot of, of hype as, as our pandemic was sort of beginning and, and taking shape. Uh, but maybe you were scared off because of what you were hearing, like, oh, how similar it was to what was going on. Uh, I strongly encourage you to to pick this up and and judge for yourself, read it for yourself and and decide. Um, I think the connections you can make to it through our our experiences in 2020 uh, make the book even more fascinating, make the book even more uh, chilling in a a sense because we can understand, we can relate more. It's not so far-fetched now. And and maybe that's the scary part of it for a lot of people is that it's not far-fetched. It's far too real. And I, I understand where you're coming from. But again, I'm, I'm just going to say the word again. The book is beautiful. It's so good. And, and again, I encourage you to read it. But if you're not going to read it, I'm extremely optimistic. I'm extremely hopeful for the HBO Max series, which I did confirm is starting Thursday night on HBO Max. And I'm assuming they're going to do the, the weekly release thing because that seems to be HBO's uh, formula for these for these things, which is going to be exciting. And and again, I doubt I doubt... Emily St. John Mandel would say otherwise, but she has said that she is very, very impressed with the adaptation, with uh, the changes that they made from the book to the show uh, and why they made them. And and she says it's wonderful. And, and uh, again, I don't know her that well from, from interviews. I don't have a sense of who she is, but she doesn't seem the sort of person. She seems like a person with integrity. So I don't think she's just trying to pan us and, and get us to watch the show. I, 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 tend, I tend to believe her. And I'm going to watch that first episode tomorrow night. And I'm going to make make a decision. And we're going to talk about it again here on the podcast. But I kind of wanted to talk about everybody. Let you all know, check this show out. Again, you don't have time to read the book necessarily unless you can just uh, get it real fast. Unless you're one of the people who can sit down and read a book from cover to cover in, in a matter of hours. In, in which case, if you are, I'm extremely envious of you. Very, very envious of you. So, Yes. I recommend this. I'm recommending this now without even seeing the show. I think you should definitely check it out. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. But give that first episode a shot and see what you think. Um, it's real. It's not. It's not. Again, it's not like a like a, a Mad Max sort of scenario. This it's about real life things, real life characters, and 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 it's. Um, I, I don't say that to dissuade anybody, but it's not the zombie apocalypse. It's not. Uh, it's not uh, hyper fictionalized. It's grounded in reality, and it's about the characters. It's not about the apocalypse. 
It's about these characters, their experiences, how they are coping, how they are surviving, and in some cases, how they are dying. Uh, and again, it takes place in two main timelines, in the, in the day and days and hours, just before the pandemic envelops the globe, just after, as the, as the, as the pandemic is sweeping and changing the, surf, the shape of civilization globally, and then it jumps into the future. And, and, and sort of the, the aftermath and, and how humanity is trying to survive in this new world that is seeing such a, a, a precipitous dip in, in, in the population levels. Um, and it makes me want to think about um, various plagues and all that good stuff. But we'll talk about those on, on, a, on a future show for sure because I, I have some ideas about targeted plagues because, uh, as some people might know, I sort of wish this plague was... I'm not going to talk about that. Never mind. That's it's darker than I want to go. <laughs> but but there's other books about plagues that we could talk about that are very very interesting in the in the who's and what's they target. Um, all, all I'm saying is, I you know if I had my way, fans of Pittsburgh sport teams, you'd be in trouble. Just wink wink. Careful on that one. All right. So yeah, go check out the book Station Eleven. Emily St. John Mandel. Check out the series on on HBO Max starting tonight, December sixteenth. Uh, and, and let's talk about it in, in a week or two and, and see where we're at with the show, if we're enjoying it, if we're liking it. Uh, it is it getting you intrigued to go read the book? I'll be very, very curious to hear all your reactions uh, as as we sort of uh, see where the show goes and, and what twists and turns it takes us on as as opposed to the book because we, we can do a compare and contrast too, which would be a lot of fun. So there you have it. That's going to be our little conversation about the upcoming Station Eleven television adaptation series on HBO Max, again, debuting tonight. On HBO Max, I guess technically it's probably not a set time, right? Like you probably can turn the app on right now and watch it. So that's kind of cool. Maybe maybe I'll watch it in the morning. <laughs> As you listen, listen to this, I'll be watching the show. I guess we'll find out how that's going to play out uh, later today. <laughs> maybe I'll be back with an update on everything. <laughs> but by all means, like I said, if, if the book's been something on your radar and you've kind of been considering it, go and check it out. I think you will not. I don't think you're going to regret uh, the time you put into that book, it's it's a real it's a real treat, it's a real delight. And again, uh, when you when you get sort of cynical like I am more often than not, it's really wonderful to read a book like that that short kind of um, reaffirms that like even in its darkest times, humanity can be kind of cool if if enough bad things happen to it first. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like the saying goes, it's always darkest before the dawn. Uh, I guess, in a sense, even though I don't think that saying has ever been very accurate uh, in the history of the world. But what are you going to do? <laughs> so, by all means, check out the book, check out the show. Let's talk about it later. Like I said, nice compare and contrast. We can do all those things. All right, let's get out of here. Remember, this is the Tomcast Popcast. My name is Tom, and I wanted to thank you once again for listening to our quality independent pop culture podcast. We thank you so, so very, very much. Remember, you're following us on social media at Tomcast Popcast, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email the show, tomcastpopcastgmail.com. Thank you once again to the official members of Pophead Nation. Without their support, this show would have been dead a million years ago. And, and, and we wouldn't have made it to the, the pandemic. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation and gain access to the sweet bonus content. Stay tuned for that special uh, holiday episode right before Christmas. It'll be out. Thank you to our current patrons, the Aspenil Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of The Ringing Air, and we love that podcast, so be sure to check it out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wegemer, 
our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Chris Subprior Brewing Company here in San Diego and coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. The Beer Hop Breeder General, Jesus Beer Hops. Then, of course, the Silent Assassin. He who shall not be named. Ooh-yah, 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 ooh-yah. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back very, very soon. we got a flurry of Marvel-based episodes coming up for your listening pleasure. You will be absolutely delighted by, by the things we have to talk about. So stay tuned. Those will be out extremely, extremely soon. Your feed is going to be very, very busy for the next, I don't know, 48 to 72 hours, something like that. Maybe even 24 to 78 hours. We'll see. 72. 24 to 72. There you go. Math is fun. <laughs> you guys have a great one. We will talk to you very, very soon. Ciao, babes. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's see, one hit. That's all we got, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Great story, compelling and rich. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah!